Good morning. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, this is going out on several platforms, but I'm here with Pastor Matt Beamer, and we have a special uh, New Year, uh, New Year broadcast, podcast, uh, connection point. And we wanted to uh, reach out and share some things with you for January and for the new year. And we just can't wait to see you until our big Sunday, which is actually next Sunday, January 8th uh, at Vox Cinema. Very excited about that. Pastor Matt is going to be with us and be sharing a message, but we can't wait until then. So we wanted to start now. And so we're recording this and uh, we're going to be sharing this uh, with you today. I want you to pay attention because we're going to cover some really important things that will set you up for success. And that's what we're interested in. That's what we're all about. And uh, I want you to be very deliberate and on purpose in listening to this message because it will affect you and the Go Church family. So with that, Pastor Matt. Yeah, thanks for that. And uh, also, you might want to get a, a, you can push pause if you're watching this recording and get a, a coffee or a drink or something like that, maybe a little bit of tea. And uh, we're just going to have a, a, a nice conversation here, but it's a conversation with purpose. And that's really what today's message is all about. In fact, I'm going to just going to show this a little bit more clearly. Is that, is that come, come out in, in forward writing or backward writing? No, I see it. Uh, I saw that. Uh, God. Yeah, exactly. So this is a couple years ago, you know, we just finished Christmas and a couple years ago, my daughter gave me that mug for Christmas and she, the funny, here's the funny story behind it. So she thought it was funny because she was thinking like, like if I was, you know, being mischievous in some way or something, it's like, God's watching me. And like, I saw that. And so it should make me feel like, oh no, God's watching me. But actually when I got it, she gave it to me. She says, I saw that. I started tearing up and I was like, oh, God sees all the good things that I do yes. <laughs> for him that no one else sees. My my identity is so solid in Christ. She couldn't even do a joke with me. <laughs> I but I that's kind of a summary of of really where our message is going all month long. And that is um, a purpose driven life. And the that that um, title originally was introduced to the global church by Rick Warren at Saddleback Church in California. Um, who uh, I think I read recently, they've sold more than 35 million of those books called The Purpose Driven Life. Wow. And uh, it's a fantastic book. You know, Pastor Rick comes from uh, uh, kind of a little bit more of a, a Baptist theological um, background, but it's one of the best books that I've ever read about just practically looking at discovering the purpose. And I know that when they've reissued it, they reissued it with this question, what on earth am I here for? And so that's kind of those, we're just going to pick up on those two questions. I mean, that's, uh, you know, that, that title, the purpose driven life and that question, what on earth am I here for? Now that's a little bit of an Americanism. What on earth, you know, that kind of expression. And it's a play on that, that, that phrase, what on earth. And it's kind of like an exclamation, like what on earth, but it's also a serious question. What on earth, the, on this earth, 
You're here. And what is your purpose while you're on this earth? There is a divine purpose for you. God knew you, foreknew you before you were even born. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to look at three different individuals. We're going to look at Jesus first. And then we're going to, in this introduction, we'll just touch on uh, the Apostle Paul and John the Baptist. But those three in our Bible, um, the Bible says they finished their race. And so I like to follow finishers. I like to follow after people. As the Bible says, follow after those who have inherited the promises through faith and patience, uh, you know, Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. So it's very scriptural and biblical to follow those who are successful in their purpose and in their God-given purpose. And we're going to learn from them and learn a few lessons. So this is just an introduction. But before we get into it properly, um, and, and by the way, little teaser is... Um, uh, anybody that responds by sending us a message to WhatsApp, Matt will tell you about it in just a second. Uh, we've got some special teaching to talk about uh, to go into more depth. But first, I want to say Happy New Year. This is January 1st, 2023. No matter when you're watching it, I just want to say uh, we celebrate you and we celebrate the fact that we're entering into a new year. God has been speaking to us about this year. And that it's a year of multiplication. It's a year of going big and not holding back. And uh, we're expecting um, a significant multiplication in the, the growth of ministry, the growth of leadership and development, and the growth of resources in order to accomplish God's plans and purposes. So I'm excited about it. And we're already seeing that. As we finished out 2023, uh, 2022, God told us that 2022 would be a year of experiencing a demonstration of God's goodness and glory and new levels. He said it would be a demonstration of new levels of demonstration of God's goodness and glory to you and your church in 2022 is what he said. And wow, did we see that as we finished out the year. Matt, tell us about, I'm so proud of all of our churches in Beirut. I'm just so proud. I mean, there's more than 20, I think almost 30 people involved from the church family in this outreach. But then also, while we were doing that in Beirut, we also had Manchester, Bradford, and Liverpool were all doing significant outreaches during this Christmas season. So tell us a little bit about what happened in, in, in Lebanon. Yeah, it was, uh, it is, it's uh, still going on actually, but our Christmas outreach, uh, you know, this, this year, uh, I like um, the way Gilbert said it last year, we had a Christmas party. We invited everyone to this year, Go Church took the party to everyone. Yes, and it place. was, uh, it was actually Rafi and Patricia came up with the idea. We put it out to the team and there was some discussion about what to do. And several people had some ideas about uh, getting outside, getting outside of the uh, outside of our Go Church confines. And um, Patricia actually coordinated uh, in Biblos and, and Rafi worked with a company in Ashrafia and the whole team together came together. 28 people from Go Church put effort into about 300 hours of volunteer hours to pass out um, homemade little cookies like this that uh, say love grow go have a little QR code. Twelve thousand, more than twelve thousand of these were distributed, 
uh, that's one person handing it to one person. And then uh, this little QR code, we had 829 people that we didn't know from a non-church background scan this. 2,500 people that didn't follow us on social media connected us, connected on our social media, 362 new followers, lots of numbers. But one of the great things was this, this man that came up at, and talked to me at, uh, at the kiosk one day, and he said, why are you doing this? I said, well, why not? It's Christmas, and we just want to share sugar and smiles with the people that we live with. And he said, this, this is what the church should do. It's a chance for us to really be deliberate with our, Jan- our December message of serving. And it was a wonderful, it is a wonderful opportunity for Go Church to go with the love that we're experiencing. Yeah, so it reminds me, and I've got the, the word right behind me there, but, uh, you know, introduce for those that are new to Go Church Beirut or Go Church, um, the Go Church family, uh, uh, mention our our, our uh, vision, mission statement, and then also our values. So Go Church is a family of churches that are working together to reach the world. And, and our our values, we, we exist because we want everyone to experience the unconditional love of God grow in that love and go with the love to the world. It was so wonderful to stand there at that Christmas kiosk and watch our Go Church family who have experienced the love of God. And I I get to see them grow in that love and watching them pass these out, literally going with the love of God. It was wonderful. That's so awesome. And and it was free. So, you know, I can't over 12th. And cookies. Who cooked all those? <laughs> well, uh, some. Uh, it was all made by the family. So the Go Church family uh, actually came together and uh, baked cookies, and then put them in these little bags. Uh, and then we got the bags locally, and we printed these little stickers. So this was all done by hand. The Go Church family did it all. That talk about existing for the love of God and uh, to to go with that love to your world. Wow. Um, you mentioned that uh, that guy asking, why do you do this? And, um, you know, you mentioned about the fact that, well, this is kind of like this is the reason for the season, the true reason for the season. And I mean, we hear that expression during the Christmas holidays so often. And I want to just play on that word, the reason. There is a purpose, a reason for this season. And one of my good ministry friends, Rod Anderson, he said one time when he was ministering in our church in Manchester, you know, for those of you that don't know me, um, my name is Matt Beamer. My wife and I, Matt and Julie Beamer, we uh, pioneered uh, Go Church in Manchester 26, seven years ago. And since that time, the Go Church family has expanded into Bradford and Liverpool and here in in Lebanon this past year in 2022, we launched in April. Um, And uh, so anyway, going back to Manchester, um, uh, we were in the church there and he said this phrase that has just rung in my spirit ever since. And that is everything God does, he does for a purpose and according to a plan or according to a plan and for a purpose. And those two words, purpose and plan, I see just all throughout scripture. And a lot of times I think um, in the church world, there's this 
um, idea presented, even if it's not intentionally presented, but this idea presented that, you know, God in his mysterious and all his workings and no one can truly understand, you know, the ways of God. When actually all throughout scripture, God is intentionally revealing I'm a God who has a plan and I work according to purpose. And here's, and so if we discover the purpose and the ways God works according to purpose, we discover his plans, then we can cooperate with it and we can align our lives with it. But um, if we, if we, you know, if we think that there's no plan or we're not aware of a plan, or if we never take the time to intentionally discover our place in that plan, um, you know, the, the role that he's called us to, then um, we kind of wander through life aimlessly. And uh, God is so intentional. I love how intentional he is. So we see this in everything. Everything that God does, he does for a purpose and according to a plan. We see this, you know, um, and, and here's the motive behind it. This is really important. Not only does he do it according to a plan and, and, and uh, you know, for a purpose, but he has this intense love for you who's watching. Uh, you know, every one of us is loved so intensely by God that his plans and purposes, you know, Jeremiah is, is a scripture that we often hear quoted. I have thoughts towards you, thoughts, you know, to give you a hope and a future. I have an expected end towards you, a good thoughts, good plans, good expected outcomes. His, his intense love for us is the motivation behind his purposes and his plans. And that's extremely important to understand. His plan is not a plan that leads to shame or uh, grief, but his plan, if we cooperate with it, is always going to result in, um, in a plan that produces life and goodness and, and joy. There is someone that does have a plan and a purpose for our lives, and that is the, the enemy, Satan, the devil, and his plan is one of, you know, to kill, steal, and destroy, according to John 10, 10, uh, one to um, cause us, and, and in many ways, his aim is to keep us from discovering God's purpose for our life and functioning in that purpose to the place of fulfillment. So and we see this uh, in this intense love motivated plan in Jesus's life, almost more than anybody else through scripture. But we're going to look this month at Jesus. And we're going to also look at the Apostle Paul and at John the Baptist. And the reason we choose these three is because there may be others that finish their course that are New Testament um persons that that we can we could study i mean i always think that maybe um the apostle john was probably one of those that finished his race but the scripture doesn't say it so we know for sure that jesus finished we know for sure that john the baptist finished and we know for sure that paul finished the race and i like to follow finishers i like to follow people that have completed the assignment that god's given them that good plan and that good purpose. So, so really that's the title of today's, uh, in all month long, our series is, is a purpose driven life. And, you know, the answering the question, what on earth am I here for? Um, and how, you know, Matt, maybe you can express a little bit, you know, 
We see this in Jesus. God saw the, our, a need for you and I and all who are listening. And that need was that we were separated from God's life by sin, sin that's Adam's sin and death that came throughout, you know, throughout the generations. But then also that's called, you know, the Bible calls it the law of sin and death. But then also, you know, we activate that sin from the moment we sin personally. So not only was it Adam's sin that introduced that law of sin and death to the world, Adam and Eve, all the way back in the garden, but then um, also our personal sin uh, activates that and we enter into that law of sin and death the, the moment we sin. And the Bible says everyone has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's no one that hasn't, hasn't lived uh, uh, this life without at least sinning one time, except for Jesus. And so anyway, so God saw the need and that need was we were separated from God's life. Then God moved with his love, that intense love for you and I, he was moved with that. And then he gave his best, he gave Jesus. And so Jesus is the answer. He's the reason for the season. And all the scripture in the old covenant uh, that, that lays the foundation, you know, everything according to a plan and for a purpose, that purpose of all that happened in the, the Old Testament, the old covenant was to bring Jesus, the Messiah, onto the scene. And when he was born, that's what we celebrate during Christmas. In fact, last uh, this, the month of December, our message was king in the cradle. And uh, then... Um, then he was born, and then his purpose was to live this life as a sacrifice for you and I to live without sin so that he can then take a, a divine exchange. He could then take our place and take our sin as the Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the world and, and be sacrificed on you and my behalf. We sinned, he didn't, so he could sacrifice and he could die, take it the penalty of death that we deserved and bring us back and restore us back to a place of, of a restored life in Christ by receiving Jesus Christ as Savior. So Matt, tell us a little bit about this month, uh, the month of December's King in the Cradle, and how does that relate to this purpose of Jesus? Yeah, so, uh, you know, when, when we looked at uh, a king in a cradle as the title or the theme for our Christmas message with that statement. We want to be intentional or deliberate with why we celebrate Christmas. Behind me, I have one one of Julie's Christmas trees. Um, and she loves to decorate the house for Christmas, but uh, Christmas isn't for Christmas trees. The reason the intentional or deliberate reason is what Pastor Matt just shared. It's it's the gospel. It is the fulfillment of purpose uh, to redeem us, to bring us back into relationship with Jesus. And uh, the December message, we see that Jesus, who is the king, he came not to be served, but to serve. And that act of service is a demonstration of God's great love to overcome what was impossible, which was my sin, and to make it so that I could be one with him. And that's really why we're picking up now in January and looking at, okay, I'm made new in Christ. What is my purpose? What am I to do now? And I want to just 
uh, add on to this as you're listening to this. There's so much more. Everything that we're sharing, there's going to be so much more. There's going to be more in the Big Sunday. There's going to be more in the grow groups. There's going to be more in the podcasts. And there is a PDF and a 50-minute message that's available. And uh, we will send it to you. All you have to do is ask uh, for it. You can send us a message on WhatsApp, 761867217618672. 761867217618672. And just ask for the Purpose Driven Life message from Pastor Matt Beamer. Or you can send us an email at bayroot at gochurch.cc. Uh, you can use that to reach out to us, reach out to us directly, uh, and we'll send that to you. But there's a lot more here. We want to share that with you. But Pastor Matt, go ahead. Yeah, so, um, and that's that's true. That's available even if you're watching this in the middle of August, you know, several years later, those that email and that WhatsApp will still be good. So make sure that you do message us if you want that. That 50-minute teaching was a, me- a teaching I did um, in, in a church not too long ago, where I really go into detail about how to set your, your personal mission statement based in the values of, of God. And uh, I talk a little bit about how then out of that personal mission statement, how you can then order and manage your personal time. You know, and we talk about it's not time management. We talk about one of the fallacies about time is that it can be managed. Another fallacy is that time can be saved, like you can put it in the bank for future use. No, uh, you know, how do you use your time? How do you spend your time? It's like spending currency. It's like spending, you know, those those hard earned dollars that are the exchange rate is just like, oh, my word for it. And each one of those, you know, minutes of our day is like that currency that you once you spend it, though, you just can't get it back. Um, so we talk a lot about that and how to manage yourself within the time that you have and how to make the most of your time, set life goals in alignment with your life purpose, which is in alignment with God's values. And uh, in that teaching and that PDF also goes to help with that a little bit. So, uh, yeah, please do avail yourself to that. And we look forward. Message us. And Matt, can you give those numbers again? Yeah. So the email is Beirut at Go Church. Dot cc and then our whatsapp number is 7618672121 uh once again it's 7618672121 of course we're in lebanon so that's 961 awesome thanks for that so yeah let's so jesus lived a purpose driven life remember that's our message for the month is a purpose driven life what am i on you know what on earth am i here for and uh, three scriptures to just emphasize his purpose driven life uh, i want to i'll share my screen real quickly here and we can look at this so jesus lived a life on purpose uh, john 3:16 and 17 but from the amplified bible i love this for God so greatly loved. Remember, we talked about it. This is motivated by his intense love for you. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world. That means you and every person in it. That he even gave his one and only son. 
so that whoever believes and trusts in him as savior shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his, his son into the world to judge or condemn the world. Again, that's that motivation that is to um, initiate the final judgment of the world, but instead, but that, that the world might be saved through him. So God so greatly loved and dearly prized you that he sent his only begotten son to die in your place. The message translation of the same scripture says, this is how much God loved the world. He gave his one and only son. And this is why. Another, what is that, that phrase? That's reference to purpose. This is why. The purpose so that no one need be destroyed. Um, the second scripture I want to look at, I already mentioned in brief, but John 10, 10. Uh, this is Richard's favorite scripture. He'll say it every time you talk to him. We love that, Richard. I'm sure you're watching. And, and I just want to say, just keep digging into this scripture and God will keep getting, giving you light. This is if you have a life scripture that you want to make a a almost a permanent life scripture. This is definitely one of them to go with. Um, John 10, 10. The thief, that's the enemy, Satan, the devil, comes. He's got a purpose. Remember, we said he comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I came. My purpose for coming, I came, is that they may have and enjoy life. Not just have life, but enjoy life. Again, we go back to that intense love motivation behind everything God does. He does according to a plan and a purpose. And in this scripture, we see that we see that God's love motivated him to give his best. And the reason Jesus came in coming, he came that we might not just have eternal life, but that we might enjoy this life. And he says, and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows, the overflowing life. That's that, that God quality of life, both in, in um, e that eternal aspect of life as in forever, eternity, but then also that God kind of life as in quality of life. Both quality and quantity of life are captured in that verse. And then uh, the message, another another uh, reading of that same verse, John 10, 10, he says, I came so they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. Live in the dream. So you can see. You know, go ahead, Matt. Yeah, I was just going to say, Pastor, uh, you know, in this we see um, it wasn't just that Jesus had a purpose or that he lived by purpose, but he also talked about his purpose. It was something that you see him in, in his speech. He's declaring it. Uh, how important is that, that we put that in our mouth? You know, we know our purpose and we talk about it. We share it. We declare it. Like we talk about the values of Go Church. We put that in our mouth and put it in all of our gatherings and all of our, even our cookies we give away. Absolutely. I love that. That is so important. And you can't talk about it till you know it. So let's take this month and let's, you know, really um, dig into discovering and getting clarity on God's purpose for our life. And we see this model in Jesus. Exactly what you said there, Matt. Jesus said, I came that I, that they may. In other words, I know what my purpose is. 
He had clarity of his purpose. And we can learn from that. It's not just Jesus did. So God had a purpose that he revealed in sending his son. But Jesus understood as the one being sent what his purpose was. And uh, then here's another great scripture along these lines. The reason or we talk about the reason for the season or we could say the purpose the son of God was manifest, made visible, was to undo, destroy, loosen, dissolve. That means like undo um, uh, implicitly, completely in, you know, in, in finality, undo so that as, as though it never happened in the first place. And in one sense, the works the devil has done. So we can see there Jesus. I mean, those are three scriptures. We could have looked at so many others, but we can see that Jesus actually, you know, throughout scripture, he talks about it and it's spoken about him that um, his life was for purpose and according to the plan. And it was motivated by that intense love. And um, in the scripture says, as I already mentioned in John chapter 14, verse 12, the same works that I did, you could do also. Um, uh, Jesus wouldn't tell us to do the same works that he did without being able to discover the same, you know, same um, foundational motivations of, in other words, you should, according to scripture, be able to discover your purpose, your God-given purpose, and then learn how to, and that's really what pastors and church leaders are for, is not to tell you your purpose, but to help you discover it. And once you discover it, in other words, you got to do the work, you got to put in the work, they can't discover it for you. They may have inklings and God may reveal some some understanding that they can affirm that, but you're the one that has to discover it for yourself and then help equip you to fulfill that life God-given purpose. So Jesus in, 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 you know, looking at his life, we saw those three verses of scripture, but we even see that it was, this is a, a pretty powerful point that this was prophesied about him throughout scripture hundreds of years before he came on the earth. And the reason I want to point to that fact is, is the, the specific purpose that Jesus was born to, to be the one to take your place, that, that, that um, sinless sacrifice, that goes back hundreds of years. And in fact, scripture even says before the foundations of the earth. And that's the seed where your purpose comes from. So this may sound a little bit complicated, but that's one of the reasons why I chose the main scripture I did. I've never used this verse of scripture to teach this aspect, but this whole passage of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10, we'll look at that in more detail through the month. But verse 7 really stood out to me. And verse 7 says, no, he says, we declare God's wisdom. He says, a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. The wisdom of God is something that comes through spiritual revelation. And in that passage, those 10 verses, he compares human wisdom and, and heavenly wisdom and God's wisdom. And he talks about how God's wisdom can only be revealed by his spirit. So when we're looking to, um, you know, look for our life purpose, there's a lot of human wisdom that, um, you know, 
time management type things, you know, you know, a six, you know, 10 steps to success in life. If you do these steps, you'll be a success in life. And those are human natural things that are often good and sometimes have some root of truth in them based in scripture. But if you don't have that, that seed of God's wisdom of why you were born and created from the beginning, that thing that might be a mystery, it's hidden, but there's a destined purpose for each of us. And, and it was set before time began. And so the, the, the reason I liked it, you know, I don't know, maybe one of the reasons it stood out to me is, is, is because I was struck by this phrase before time began. So, so um, your purpose is actually more real than even time is as a construct. Now that may be a little bit like mind blowing, but, but God created purpose, your specific purpose before time was created. <laughs> so what does that mean? It means your purpose has, has um, a, a higher uh, level of importance, a higher level of, of reality than even time does. So, so your purpose should actually influence time more than time influences your purpose. And uh, anyway, just a little bit of a side thought of, of some things I've been meditating on uh, in scripture when looking at those, those 10 verses. I encourage you to read 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10 uh, uh, several times this month and just spend time with it. It's extremely powerful. Um, okay, so let's finish up by uh, looking back at this. So Jesus was created for purpose, and that created created purpose happened before time. And um, we see this, an example of this, hundreds of years before Jesus was even born um, in Isaiah 50, verse 6. Matt, maybe you can read that. You might be on mute. Yeah, there you go. I was on mute. <laughs> so Isaiah 50, verse 6 says, I gave my back to those who struck me and my cheeks to those who plucked out the beard. I did not hide my face from shame and spitting. Verse seven says, for the Lord God will help me. Therefore, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint and I know that I will not be ashamed. So, Matt, you probably know this. How many years before Jesus' Seven, birth was? 700? Yes. A little more 700 than 700 years. 700 years. I mean, it would be amazing if it was God's purpose for you was ordained seven centuries before you were born. That would be amazing. But that's not the truth. The truth is God's purpose was for you was born before there's something that's called centuries, before there's something called years, before there was time, God's purpose existed for you as an individual. So, and, and I guess, I don't know, the reason I feel uh, compelled to emphasize this point is, is the, and, and maybe you can help me kind of, you know, try to unfold this, this, this truth that I just sort of sense in my heart is, is that purpose is, is, is so much stronger than time is that purpose is the limiting factor, not time. 
That's powerful. You know, um, as you're saying that, I was thinking about, you know, I know we're going to talk about John the Baptist, who, when he was asked the question, you know, who are you? What are you doing? He answered from Isaiah. So he found his identity and his and his purpose from Scripture. I can find my identity and my purpose in Scripture because it's based outside of time in truth. And so a great way to say that truth is the foundation of purpose, not um, my opportunities or uh, my background or what wasta I'm able to uh, to gather Um, the relationships maybe that I have right now uh, and the circle or the horizon that I can see is actually not the boundary of my life. The act says that God sets the boundaries of our life. And it's based, it's based from purpose. And it's why it's so, so important that we, we make that our pursuit. Yeah. I mean, that we discover his purpose. That is so powerful. That is so powerful. Glory to God. That's really good. You mentioned John the Baptist, Jesus also, and so did Paul. They saw themselves in scripture. And you mentioned, we can see ourselves in the word as well. And, uh, you know, in, uh, in on on uh, next Sunday, in the, our big Sunday gathering, I'll probably share my personal experience with that. Um, but you know what's interesting is you'll never see yourself in Scripture if you don't spend time in Scripture. <laughs> the Bible talks about Scripture as being like a mirror, and you can see yourself. But we have to spend time in the Word of God in order for that to become something that reflects back to us. If you never looked in a mirror ever, you're not going to benefit from the mirror, no matter how long it's been sitting on your wall. But when you look in the mirror, then you see yourself. And it's it's our time looking in the mirror that we see more and more detail. If we spend more time, we see more. And so the more you spend in looking into what the Bible calls the perfect law of liberty or that mirror of God's word, the more you see yourself and the more revelation comes about who he's made you. And um, I'm convinced both from scripture, each one of these that finished their race, they knew their purpose and they could quote scripture related to their purpose. And I have personally experienced that. And I've seen others that have personally experienced that. Um, I'm not wandering through this life. I have certainty and I know my purpose. I know what God's called me to. I have scripture that relates to that. Um, And I believe you can know that too, but it takes time spending time with his word. Yeah. And I think that um, one of the things that I love about our Go Church family is that we spend time in the word of God together on a daily basis. We use the Bible app. It's uh, free. It's down. You can download it on an iOS or Android device. And um, you can contact us uh, for more information, but we have a Bible reading plan. And if you're not part of that, I would encourage you to join us and read the scripture together with us. Um, I'd say the Bible is a big book. Where do I find myself in it? Well, I know where you can start. And the where you can start is start by reading a chapter in the New Testament a day with us as a church family and let the Spirit of God, who is our teacher, guide you into the truth. 
Yeah, for sure. In in fact, uh, what I like about that is usually there's one of our Go Church family from throughout the UK or or even throughout Lebanon, and they um, they share a little question or a little prompt, and and we use that many times to discuss the scriptures in more depth through the little chat feature that there is built into the the Bible app there. So um, I love that interaction and discussion. It really helps us. Um, yeah, the scripture I just I quoted actually is one of the scriptures next to my notes. I'd forgotten it's in the notes. So I'm just going to actually go to it. And um, so we can, you know, read it together. And James chapter one, verse 23 to 25, it says, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and that's a very important part, and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. So, um, you know, knowing our God-given purpose is just like Jesus, the Bible says of Jesus, all he said of himself, all the law and the prophets speak of me. John the Baptist mentioned, he mentioned, Matt mentioned Isaiah. He quoted this, you know, I'm the voice of one uh, crying in the wilderness. He referenced Old Testament scripture. Paul said in Romans 15, he quoted scripture after scripture after scripture. In Ephesians chapter three, he quoted scripture after scripture. He says, this is, you know, this is as it is written, as it is written. And he talks about the grace on his life. He saw himself in the scripture and you can too. Um, And I'll talk a little bit more about my experience of that later. But Jesus lived a purpose-driven life in every action and every word. Now, this is the model and the aim or the target. I've fallen short of this. I know everyone else has too. Um, I'm sure you watching would admit, yes, me too. I've I've fallen short of this. But but Jesus said, we can do this. This is a target. He says, every work that I've done, you can do also. And so my aim is to get and develop in my life to the place where every action and every word is something that is motivated and inspired by God. Talk about a purpose-driven life. Not only was his purpose established before the foundations of the world and reaffirmed 700 years and 500 years again and again by different prophets through the scriptures, but then as he lived, he lived a life so purpose-filled that everything he did and everything he said was based in God's motivation and in God's purpose. So John 5, 15, uh, Matt, go ahead. So the Bible says here, then Jesus answered and said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do for whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. John 5, 19. And And then John 12, 49, for I have not spoken on my own authority. But the father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the father has told me, so I speak. Glory so to God. every action and every word 
Yeah. And that's the target. If, you know, Jesus, uh, his life came about according to a plan and for a purpose. He lived that life according to a plan and for a purpose. And we see the same thing in the Apostle Paul. Um, Matt, go ahead and just read this scripture. We won't we won't go into detail on this or expound too much. We'll do that throughout the month. Hey, this is so good, though. First Corinthians chapter nine. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate or moderate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. The NIV says, like a man running aimlessly. Thus, I fight, not as one who beats the air. Verse 27, but I discipline my body and I bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. So many powerful points here. One which I want to draw attention to is, is you don't have to live this life in an uncertain way. You can be certain about your purpose and what God's called you to do, and you can know it and you can be equipped for it and you can walk in it. It does take, uh, you know, the the picture here is a sports analogy of a boxer and um, it takes a um, discipline. And if we don't, if we don't walk in a disciplined way, then we can become disqualified. So that's a really important point, I think. There's not this like sovereign thing where you get, you receive Jesus as Savior, you get born again, and suddenly you're okay, and that's it. No, there is a there is a, a growth process. There's a discipline that is required, um, spiritual disciplines, natural disciplines required in order to um, discover and walk in your, your purpose, a purpose-driven life that leads you to a place of purpose fulfilled life. That's what we want to get to. And like Paul, and, and he says, he says, less when I preach to others, I myself might become disqualified. That means it's not a automatic thing is something that we can qualify ourselves for and we can be disqualified for. And that's extremely important to understand. And that's why the church exists the church exists to help you um, discover, be qualified for, and fulfill your purpose. And that's why Go Church Beirut exists. We exist so that you might experience that uh, you know unconditional love of God, grow in that love, and go to your world with that love. That's another way of saying what I just got done saying is we exist to help you discover God's purpose for your life, be equipped for that, and then fulfill that. Um, John the Baptist lived a purpose-driven life. We won't get into that right now, but um, every believer has a God-ordained purpose. That purpose has a connection with the building of his church and the spreading of his love and life to the world. And uh, so as we finish, I want to ask you the question, in 2022, honestly, did you live a purpose-driven life? Matt, can you help us work through this? You know, I was just thinking about, um, Pastor Matt, you often uh, have counseled me to stay away from big words, but I was thinking about a big word, (laughs) self-efficacy, which in the business world, um, you know, a lot of studies, a lot of money has been spent uh, to to really look at that, that word. And all it means is people that live on purpose or live outside of purpose. And 
really what it comes down to is people that live outside of purpose are unhappy. They're unfulfilled and not only and in a business sense, they're unproductive. So uh, really taking the time in January, the new year, and, and looking at 2022, um, kind of turning on all the fluorescent lights and looking in the corners of 2022 and saying, okay, was I on purpose, effective? Did I set goals and meet them? Or did I just kind of let time go by or wait for other things or other people to do to, to make uh, things happen for me? That's an important question for all of us to answer. Absolutely is. And so, you know, one of the ways we can assess um, our life and how we're living and how, you know, what was the purpose that was driving our, what are the drivers of our life purpose? Maybe a way to say it is to here's we've said this in different ways at different in, in different times, kind of rewrapping it for this message is, is if you look at your minutes, your money, your mouth and your mind, um, you know, look at your minutes. How do you use your time? Look at your money. Where does your money go? Listen to your mouth. What do you talk about the most? And then look at your mind. What? Are you thinking on what do you spend time meditating on? So we're having this conversation in January, but you put these questions to us in June in the bless this home message. You know, if we want to have a blessed home, what are the things that we need to look at? These these same these same areas. Right. So if we're going to look at if we're living on purpose, we want to evaluate, check up on um, take a, a a dip test on, you know, how, how do I spend the money that I have control over? What do I sit and think about? What, what is it if I sneak up on behind myself? What do I hear myself talk about? Absolutely. So don't forget, um, this is just the introduction for the message. Matt, remind us about how, uh, you know, what to look forward to for the, the rest of the month. And, um, and my encouragement to you is, is as you spend, you know, take this first week of the year. This is January 1st that this is going out. Take this uh, first week of the year. If you're watching it at some other point during the year, make a decision to take at least a week and devote some time to asking God and spending extra time with him, spending extra time with the word and asking the question, God, what's my purpose? What's my main goals in life? You know, what am I to live for? What on earth am I here for? You know, asking that question. For sure, the time to start is now. Um, this is not something that we want to put off because purpose is too important. Um, our purpose today was to introduce this message, and I think that you can see there's really a lot here, and there's uh, a lot of great truth that I'm really excited about to dig into. Um, we're going to gather at Vox Cinema in City Center, Hasmia, like we always do, every second Sunday. Um, come at 1030. Uh, to Vox Cinema, you'll see our banners, the Go Church stuff. Come, grab a cup of coffee, uh, come up, introduce yourself to us. We want to meet you. We want to talk with you. 
And then at 11 o'clock, we're going to have our big Sunday gathering. That's a time of worship. We're going to have a time where we have communion together. And then Pastor Matt is going to dig into this uh, message, and you're going to have an opportunity to uh, be prayed with individually and in depth with our team. But then it doesn't stop there. Throughout the month, we have podcasts that are available everywhere where you can get podcasts, um, Apple, Spotify, whatever, podcast.com. And then also our grow groups. Go Church Beirut is a groups-centered church. And so all through the month of January, we're going to be meeting together in groups. That's primarily the, our, our connection point. And we're going to be discussing in detail these same purpose truths, and I want to see you and our groups. We have a very exciting new group that's starting in January. It's the Alpha Group. It's going to be starting in Ashrafia, um, and there is information available to uh, in all of our groups uh, in WhatsApp and also on our website uh, and our church center app for that. So uh, with that, uh, January is going to be an exciting month. And hey, Mayor, before, we finish, yeah. before we finish, before we finish, tell, explain a little bit more about how Alpha works and what date does that start? Alpha starts on Thursday, January the, I don't remember the date. <laughs> okay. I don't have my calendar in front of me. It is uh, the third uh, Thursday. Third Thursday, I'm buffering. Alpha is, if you've never heard of it before, it's like a themed dinner party. Um, so it's not a church service. It is the perfect place to come uh, January 19th. It is the perfect place to come with questions. And it's the perfect place to invite people that don't want to have anything to do with church. Not only do they not know about it, they're just not interested. Um, Alpha is the place to bring people like, like that and build connections. The purpose of Alpha, we've been talking about purpose, the purpose of Alpha is to create and establish a space where something important can be built, and that's relationship. And so we, we are excited to run Alpha. We've ran Alpha several times now as a church family. And I believe this is going to be uh, a wonderful time um, together. And a lot of people's lives are going to be touched. Yeah, so uh, I understand there's food. And like you said, it's kind of a themed dinner party. And yeah. then there's uh, watch like a 20 minute video or something. And then you have discussion time together around your, around the tables. Right. That's exactly right. The uh, there is a really well-produced uh, video that discusses life from the Christian perspective, but then there is a discussion time where everyone can come with their ideas and questions. And uh, but really the purpose is to build relationships and we've seen people's lives tremendously impacted and turned around through attending uh, and participating in Alpha. Awesome. I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. I love Alpha. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for uh, tuning in to this uh, recording, watching it all the way through to the end. And please don't forget that if you um, want to get a much more detailed 50-minute teaching, almost a mini training 
uh, uh, on how to set your um, your personal mission statement and work through some of the different things in a real practical way that we're going to be talking about throughout the month as well. Um, And a PDF uh, document that has some important visual tools that go with that um, to please contact us by WhatsApp or by email, as you've seen and mentioned previously, as we mentioned previously. Um, otherwise, I hope to see you on January 8th at Vox Cinema. Yeah, looking forward to seeing everyone. And if no one's already told you yet today, we want to let you know that we love you. We're praying for you and we will see you next uh, at the big Sunday. God bless you. <laughs>